general, like who lives and who dies. Right. And we both agreed that if you have sex, you're going to die. Yes, like, absolutely. That's a given. Absolutely. That's a given. You said if you smoke weed, you're going to die? Yeah, the stoners and the drinkers or the motorheads. I mean, okay. those three kind of are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. But I always thought that the virgin was the wild card. I'd see, and I said I always thought that the virgin lived till the end, usually. Well, see, in Scream, wasn't the girl that got caught in the garage door, wasn't she a virgin? Uh, I would need backup I, on that one. I'm not exactly... I, was that Rose McGowan? Who got caught in the garage door? Uh, I think like, it was Rose McGowan. It's pretty rough. I, I want that garage door opener. <laughs> I mean, like, a little, like, a newspaper gets in the way of mine, and the thing goes... And then goes straight back down. I'm like, I want one that is capable of slicing a human in half. That will open regardless right. of body. That'll lift, like, a 120-pound young woman <laughs> yes. up with it and go up and down. <laughs> Come on! So safe. Yes, exactly. The world fell in love, Joe Santos. Oh, I know. The world fell in love. I know. I am a person oh. who... Oh, look out, Bubba. You're all right. There we go. Uh, I'm a person who... I still enjoy all of the carpool karaoke episodes with mm. James Corden, but he is in England right now. And he filmed a very special episode of Carpool Karaoke with Sir Paul McCartney, hmm. where they were tooling around Liverpool. And so it wasn't just the two of them singing and in the car. I mean, in other Carpool Karaoke episodes, they'll get out and do little things. But right. this one in particular was super special, where he took them to all of the places that then became things that inspired songs mm -hmm. and i uh, was like oh that's the barbershop that's where i went to school <laughs> and that's where my brother worked and it uh, was there's just... our yellow submarine <laughs> but the coolest part that i thought was and only if you're a celebrity can you pull this off when they went back to paul mccartney's childhood home Oh. And they just surprised this old lady, and she's like, oh, you, you, sure, yeah, come on in. He's like, yo, I used to live here. It's okay if I walk around. I have always wanted to go to two of my childhood homes and just hmm. see what they look like now. Aren't you curious? Every now and then, see, my first childhood home is in uh, Detroit, mm -hmm. right by Wayne State's campus, right by the DMC. Oh. I don't know where Rev Run is, but I do know where DMC <laughs> is. And... Uh, it's really interesting because I, when I'm down there, I just I drive down the street, and now it's being converted into luxury condos, Aww. and I'm kind of bummed out. That is a bummer. Yeah. I, if I was a person, if I was a, a homeowner or a home renter, and some mm. rando or stranger knocked on the door unannounced out of nowhere and said, is it cool if I come inside and just walk around your place right. and look at it? No, I'm not letting you in. But it's still my dream to be able to do it. Right. I want to go see my Henrietta home. Mm. I want to go into the top left bedroom and look out the window of my childhood home. Mm. And, and see is Lloyd Dobler standing outside yes! of the phone box? Yay! Nice. Insane. Sarah's eyes. And I want to go in the basement and see if it's still terrifying. Oh, it still probably is. <laughs> yes. There's probably been many more murders in the basement than I Sarah. Think so. Especially like right in the back, like just mm -hmm. past the washer and dryer. Like that's where people get right. killed. Here's I've always wanted to do the same thing. And um, I've had it I've had uh, in my prior home that I live in that I lived in last, not the one I live in now. Yeah. The owner came up while I was renovating the house. And he said he, he came up, or the old owner came up, mm -hmm. and he told me all about all these things. And on one hand, it was really cool. On the other hand, it's like, you know too much about where I live. I don't like it. Did it ruin it for you a little bit? Um, kind of. But the sequel to that is, so in our current house, 
a rather famous person oh, you're right. grew up in my house. So you do know a lot about it. So us. I do. And as a matter of fact, if you do enough digging, you will find literature which basically details many details about my house oh. and my neighborhood. And that's all I'll say because if I give you any more hints, you'll be able to do enough research to find out exactly where I live. And, and everybody's yeah. coming to Joe's house. Right. And it's right. super awkward. But the family still comes by every now and then. Oh, I see you made this change. Oh, I see you fertilized the lawn. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. See, but you know them, so you would let them come into the house and um, kind of look at like the old things, right? We, we got to know them at, during the purchase process right. because it was a very long and drawn out. <laughs> Negotiation. <laughs> well, for uh, Paul McCartney, it was just, uh, I just loved him being in that house and saying, this is where we wrote this, this is where mm -hmm. I did this, this is where we played uh, this song for my dad, and you know, right. and to see if he actually would like it or not. Right. So here is a little clip from the now worldwide sensation, Paul McCartney, James Corden, Carpool Karaoke in Liverpool. Coming back here yeah. and being in here, what does it make you feel? What does it make you think of being back I mean, in this it house? It just makes me realise how long the journey has been to date, because we really lived here, me and my brother, my mum and dad, and, you know, it, it seemed like that was life. That's the way life is. And I would go to school. Years later, then, I would write songs about it, like with Penny Lane, and this, this memory here is got up, Got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. That's me running up, running late for the boss, calling the boss. That was up there, this is the street. So yeah, that's what makes me think, wow, you know, the, the distance from here to where we went and where we are now is like phenomenal. There's the bog, which was the acoustic chamber. The acoustic chamber? Hey, hey, everything sounds better in the bog. <laughs> Doesn't it? Absolutely. You go out here, it's like it doesn't sound as good. I would spend hours in here. I'm with my guitar. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally when I was a kid, though, if I would sing, I would only be in the bathroom and only when no one else was With home. that rat that was infesting <laughs> your house, right? the singing shower rat, yeah. yes, exactly. Don, <laughs> you should have trapped the rat. <laughs> The acoustics are so much better in the bathroom. Paul McCartney oh. is not wrong. Yeah, so. it's, it's, I, I do voiceover there. Do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I could see if you wanted a special effect that you could go in there and somehow record something. Or you could do it electronically. Fine. <laughs> Fine. You can do and it. The client wanted reverb on this narration. <laughs> so I sat in the sink and actually right. made a pretty sweet cut. Now, that karaoke experience, obviously, the carpool karaoke, was just a gem. Just mm. a sweet, loving, fantastic, make-you-cry, beautiful thing. There was another karaoke experience that uh, was not so loving and sweet for Dave Matthews. Mm. Man, when I was in college, and, like, immediately afterwards, that was it. Oh, I, well, I know. I, I know was you there know. for part of it. Oh, the Dave Matthews band. Like, I just, I can't. He came in, so Joe and I. <laughs> <laughs> can I no, can I tell the story? I'll, well, tell. I'll just, uh, yes, I'll just say that we, we used to work for an alternative music radio station in town um, called The Edge, and we used to do these things called Edge Sessions, mm -hmm. where we would bring in artists, and they would play acoustically in tiny rooms in front of maybe 20 people 20 tops. 20 people, yeah. yeah. And so you're sitting cross-legged at the foot of an artist that you really love, and it was fantastic. 
Ross. Dave <laughs> Matthews is so dreamy. So he came in. <laughs> well, I, if I remember right, it was Dave Matthews and, and Lenny Kravitz that you found rather fetching. Well, actually, Lenny Kravitz was stinky. He was smelly. Well, not just still not just him. not just weed, but Bo. I mean, I don't think that guy used deodorant. He was sort of I'm all natural. Mm -hmm. Deodorant's bad for oh, the body. Yeah. So here's my yeah, Lenny stay Kravitz away from that stink. aluminum and zinc oxide. <laughs> yes. Um. So if you ever saw the episode where Marsha Brady met Davy Jones <laughs> in the Brady Bunch, yes, that was Sarah. <laughs> but I'm in your fan club. Yeah, I, uh, I. No, it was uh, it was our boss. We had a lady boss who I was so jealous. So I took the picture, and I'm just standing there like, oh, God, he's right here. <laughs> but then our lady boss took her picture, and she put her hand on his belly, and I was so jealous that I didn't think to, you know, hmm. you're only going to have one moment when you're that you know close what? to a uh, rock well, star Let me just say like. this. He was kind of high anyway. Kind of. So he was totally high. you could have gotten away with <laughs> smooching the guy. Probably. I mean, and a giant crush on him. And then as the years went on, I realized he is slightly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Mm. He's a little bit of a strange right. bird, but still a very talented musician. And he and uh, the band have a new album out, so he's out promoting it. And he was on last week with Jimmy Fallon. And Fallon asked him if Dave met. Matthews had ever done karaoke in his life, and here is what he said. Like, maybe uh, went to karaoke, had a couple of hot sakis. I've, uh, I've never done karaoke in my whole life. But I did one time, I, I apologize, but I did. <laughs> I, did I knew you were like that. No, I never did. Really? Never once have done karaoke. Why? That's what I do, because that's what I do Just every day. For a living, yeah, it's true, yeah, you sing but for a living. No, I but once, I, you, know, you know that, um, I'm going to drop his name because he's a cutie. Yeah. Uh, that Ryan Gosling guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, mistake, I get mistaken for him all I the time. I can see that easily. Yeah, this is bizarre. I'm like, oh, I'll just oh. sign the autograph. I yeah, went whatever, to yeah. a karaoke bar in, in New York with him, and, and then he just hopped up and sang, and then it was, and he was, it was like, it was Great. awesome. He's perfect, right? And I just hate it. Yeah, exactly. Then you're like, dude, I'm out of here. This that. is not fun. Yeah. I'm like, that's not fun to watch that happen. Yeah, because now what, am I supposed to go up and try to top you now? No, no I'm going to get, the, you know, people, you know, some, the four people that can We're see there. past him and see me. Yeah. Are like, uh, are like, are you going to sing now? I'm like, you, yeah, no. not a chance. No. <laughs> Intimidated off the stage by Ryan. Oh, no, I mean, he couldn't even sing one of his own songs. No, I think it would be weird to see, or maybe it would be funny to see an artist show up at a karaoke bar and then the song that they choose ha is their own have song. Have you seen it when Jewel did it? They no! dressed her up as somebody different. Shut up. And she posed as like she went for a office karaoke party <laughs> and they put like a prosthetic nose on her no and everything. Way. And she's just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to sing. And they put in, like, Who Will Save Your Soul? And she nailed it. And everybody in the karaoke was like, what the hell is going on? They're like, wait a minute. I recognize that snaggletooth in <laughs> those boobs. That's Jewel in that yes. disguise. Yay. No, I haven't seen it. I'm actually going to look Oh, yeah, we'll up. watch it after yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good be thing. We'll go. You can, too, later mm. if you want to. We'll go share. You know what? Let's share it on our Facebook page. Uh, enjoyable. Yes. yes. Let's pop do that. that cult At Pop That Culture. Detroit. Detroit. Stand up and tell them you're from, tell them you're from. Pop that culture, Detroit. Oh, cool. You knocked party in the USA out of my head. <laughs> Fantastic. Yay. I, uh, I still am not watching soccer. It's still going on. It's still mm. a big deal. And I saw an article that I thought was kind of hysterical because all of the teams have different rules mm. for their players when it comes to sexual relations. Right. 
on whether or not they are allowed to have it or not have it while they are going through all the games in the World Cup. So, if you play for certain countries, mm-hmm. like during a game, you can't just like you know step off the Take bench and nail somebody. <laughs> Bang your wife, come back. Uh, st- <laughs> Exactly. Just saying. No, you know what? I I mean, I've heard this question posed to athletes many in other sports, in mm. football, in boxing, or whatever. Like, is it better to have sex the night before or the morning of, or does it zap your energy too much? Like, is it a good thing for athletes, a bad thing? Mm. And um, there are people on both sides of the argument. Right. But right now in Russia for the World Cup, um, Argentina's Soccer Federation actually prepared a document for its players that included information on how to pick up Russian women while they're there. Mm. I actually would like to read that and find out specifically how they gear it towards, here's how you pick up the Russian lady. Like, I don't know if they included just a couple of, uh, you know, phrases in Russian (laughs) for their dudes. Russian pickup lines. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it uh, uh, you have to come at them a special way, yeah. or what yeah. the deal is? I have cracker. <laughs> Can I dip in your caviar? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Something I, I like want to go that. to Russia and see if it works. My, my wife would probably be pissed. My moose is interested in your squirrel. <laughs> I don't know what nice. they um, And then the German head coach has actually just straight up put a ban on it. He he said no sex. At all. Most of the, the teams um, are like, you know, your wives and your girlfriends can come visit, mm. but they don't want people to just go out and get some strange. Yeah. But in Germany, they're like, nope, no wives, no girlfriends, no nothing. So wait a minute. So their wives and girlfriends can't come and visit, and they can't visit and come. That's terrible. Hi, it's Monday. But weren't, uh, weren't Russian ladies supposed to be receiving some free Whoppers or something like that? Oh, yeah, if, Burger King. Yeah. They, Burger King backed off on that, but they were encouraging Russian women to sleep with um, the best soccer players that were in town. It's a win-win! <laughs> For the Russian team someday. I, I, mean, I mean, if you're in Argentina and you want to go out and... <laughs> You know, grab some borscht or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then on. maybe the the lady that's going to have your baby will share some of her Burger King food with mm. you at some point. Yeah. And yeah. The other interesting thing that's happening right now at the World Cup in Russia is that they were not expecting how many people were going to want to drink beer. They still have vodka and you know other mm. alcoholic drinks that are mm. available, but so many of the bars are being you know rushed by fans and crowds who want specifically to drink beer right. and then the deliveries are taking forever they're, they're actually like drying out the taps so they were right. completely yeah, unprepared well, you know, every football fan yeah. that i've ever known lives for the pint or two or three or four or five during the game yeah so how could they not plan this out i yeah i don't i don't think russia was fully ready for soccer fans you can football manipulate fans. an election you can't get enough beer. <laughs> there is something wrong in the world. There is something totally wrong in the world with that. Uh, On this show, we have played for you the Weezer cover of Toto's classic, Africa, mm-hmm. when um, Weezer actually showed up and um, played on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they had one of the members of Toto come out on stage just mm-hmm. for a minute. I think it was the keyboardist. Do a little bit and then go back off stage again for the <laughs> Weezer one. But people were sort of wondering, like, exactly how did Toto feel about this <clears throat> whole thing happening? Because originally it was just sort of like a, 
a social media plea by a young girl mm -hmm. who really wanted to see Weezer cover Africa. Right. And it just blew up and became this thing. Right. But Weezer was actually nice enough to, you know, call the Toto guys and say, like, are you cool if we do this? Yeah. And even though the Toto guys thought that they were totally just going to make fun of them and kind of take the piss out of them, they were like, have at it. You do your cover <laughs> of that. You see that our songs, which may seem simple, are not so simple to cover. And then they were actually really impressed and pleased that right. they stayed pretty true to the original. You know what? Not everything these days is malicious. <laughs> and you know what? Anybody that really knows me knows that I'm a fan of the Yacht Rock. Yes, I you are. I love the Yacht Rock. As do I. And um, I, I think this is great. And part of it is because if you take the letters in Toto and you just flip-flop the last two, it spells out toot. But that's beside <laughs> the point. I think Africa's a great song. <coughs> um, only one song could be better than Rosanna, and that's Africa. Well, it's funny because <clears throat> in this interview that I saw with the guy who started Toto, he said that they knew Rosanna was going to be a hit. Like, mm. that one, hands down, totally cool. They weren't sure about um, Africa. It was sort of one of the last things that they did. They're right. like, they're, they were excited that it was on the album. They thought it turned out cooler than they originally intended when right. they added in all the different um, African instruments and things of that nature. But um, they didn't really think anybody else was going to give a damn about that song. Right. Just... Apparently their back catalog is on fire. Yeah. So, you know. It's been a win-win for everybody, I really. I think they should enjoy it. This is probably... The um, the never gonna give you up of the twenty teens. <laughs> what do you You're agree? Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Only yeah, this one is more even more positive than the Rick Astley stuff because the Rick right. Astley one you're using to troll people with this, they're actually asking for it. They want it. Right. So it's slightly different. There was a very scary incident that happened in an airplane over the weekend. A celebrity had to save. Everybody on the plane. From watching Deep Blue Sea on the in-flight movies. <laughs> if only he had mm. saved him from that. My yeah, God. Yeah, that's the only one person could have other than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but the reason this all happened is because somebody wanted to go to the bathroom. And we will explain when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special. Nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. 
The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. another song that I will always love. Yeah. Eye of the Tiger. How can you be mad at Eye of the Tiger? You can't. You know, it's it's a little too hard for Yacht Rock. It could have been Yacht Rock, but it's not. It's not. It looks like they missed the boat on that one. Oh, welcome <laughs> to Joe Loving Yacht Rock. Yes, mm. over the weekend on Saturday, there was a flight, um, American Airlines flight that was going, I believe, from L.A. to Texas. Mm. And there was a passenger on the plane, a man who was seated in economy class, and he was directed to use the laboratory uh, in the business class section. <clears throat> so he's walking to business class, and on his way to the restroom, he tried to open the emergency exit door. Hmm. And actor, and I think he has his own podcast now, too, actually. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Extraordinaire Michael Rapaport was like, oh, no. no. Don't open the emergency exit what door. Does this, this guy want to pull a nature? What's going on? So the man claims he was just confused. Both doors are on the left side. Of but the one plane. is marked. Don't. It basically says don't effing open this unless you're going to die. Now, when they talked to him afterwards, he was not so good with the English. Uh, okay. Okay. So and apparently he was on his way and they let him go on his way to catch his next flight. He's trying to get to Vietnam to visit his mom who was ill mm. or something. So it, it seems like. He wasn't trying to kill everybody. He actually legitimately was a confused person. Okay, all right. Who didn't fully understand. But thank so, God. So, so the window where you could see outside the plane didn't... <laughs> didn't tip him yeah, off that. You know it would have been a hint to me. Maybe. I don't open this door. Um, but thank God Rappaport realized what was going on. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you're on a plane or whatever, you're yeah. reading your magazine, you're playing on your phone or, you know, listening yeah. to music. And I'm not necessarily watching what all the other passengers are doing so he apparently was yeah. with it enough to be like Wait. yeah he was probably <laughs> googling his own name damn it why is it always my name and then phoebe's boyfriend <laughs> why is it always that that's right he was on friends yeah. oh my god I why totally... should it be like hot after my name what the hell oh, there's that that's why yeah. this is why that's there's an explanation for that but yeah thank god he had the presence of mind mm. to realize what was happening and just yanked that dude away from the the door right and then of course other people on the plane immediately started tweeting like, Michael Rappaport just saved us. Maybe this will be his, you know, Pulp Fiction moment where all of a sudden he's in all this stuff now. Yeah. To round out the second half of his career. Ooh. Because, you know, I, I, I mean, I think he's a good actor. I mean, I really loved him in uh, True Romance. Yes, he was as, good enough. As Brad Pitt's Floyd's roommate. Mm -hmm. You know, auditioning for TJ Hooker. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Maybe uh, Rapport's career will get a uh, boost right now. He's on some show called Atypical, which I have not watched. I don't know anything about, mm. but that's his. I didn't even know he was on a show. I didn't know he was on a show either until this article Sorry. came out where he saved somebody. Sorry, Mike. We appreciate you saved the flight. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Uh, we were just talking about how the World Cup players and whether their coaches will let them have sex mm. or not. And um, Wait. So 
We didn't clarify, though, with just with groupies, with each other. Who knows? No, well, like I said, some I think some teams will allow wives and girlfriends to visit, but those mm. are the only people that you're allowed to. Other teams are saying, we don't want you to just go around prowling for, yeah. you know. There'll be no streetwalkers here. But uh, we were talking to producer David, and he said that there was a scientific study done with a, um, a lady and a guy boxer. Hmm. And was the lady Hope Solo? <laughs> And when they got it on the day before each of their fights, it helped them out. Mm. I don't know if any of this is included in the new Creed movie, Creed 2, that that's part of his training. Right. But there is a new full trailer for Creed oh. 2 with Michael B. Jordan, and it looks, it looks pretty good. We got this. You heard me? In the ring, you got rules. Outside, we got nothing. Life hits you with all these cheap shots. People like me, we live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. I was afraid I couldn't live up to these expectations. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty inside my DNA. You don't think you got your validation? I got loyalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. I got loyalty, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I want to rewrite history. Don't pretend this is about your father. I was born like this, this born like this. Immaculate conception, I transform like this, perform like this. What shall you want? Seem like it now, but this is more than just a fight. Listen, God bless Sylvester Stallone, hmm. but his face is tough to look at these days hmm. on camera. Woo! Oh, he's been punched in the face a lot. Come on. Uh, I think there's been some... I mean, Brigitte just really did a number. Of <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she had her baby, by the yes. way. Yes. Congratulations to Brigitte Houston. Yeah, I've, I've got high hopes for the new Creed movie. Yeah. I'm hoping there's some type of training montage. I'm hoping against... Oh, Joe, oh. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, I, don't, I don't see them doing that. Preferably something outside of a training facility. Mm. You know, maybe somewhere non-traditional. You yeah. know, like a junkyard or something. Cross, cross yeah. your fingers. I have uh, a slim I'm, chance of that. And I'm really hoping for a heavily reverbed voiceover from Burgess Meredith somewhere. <laughs> oh! Come on, Rock! <laughs> Gotta kick his ass! <laughs> Oh, now what are you hoping for from Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, fun. Yeah. Fun, not too violent so I can take my kid. Oh. 
But Did you take Jonah to the first Ant-Man movie or no? Uh, yes. He was very upset when Thomas... I mean, literally, I'm not even joking. He was upset when Thomas came off the train track. You know, at the end? Oh, right, right, right. He, when yeah, he saw Thomas, he was like, no! He was, like, so freaked out that because he was only, like, four. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, they're going to hurt Thomas. He's covering his no. eyes. I'm just like, I felt like the worst dad on the Aww. planet. I go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to see your favorite character in life right now get thrown off the rails. <laughs> yes. Oh, poor oh, little yeah. buddy. Mm. Well, they screened Ant-Man and the Wasp for critics on Friday, and so far, so good. Critics mm. calling it charming, lots of heart, a freaking blast. Um, they praised the film for special effects, action sequences, cool and creative surprises. So it looks like this one is going to be a big, big hit. And it takes place after the fallout of the events in Captain mm. America Civil War. Well, yeah, and so. I, uh, I, I think this movie, it's about time. I think they really foreshadowed it in the first movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been waiting for Ant-Man to team up with, you know, an old guy that, you know, usually hangs out at country clubs, you uh -huh. know, so it's like, you know, <laughs> we've got to shrink Buffy. right now. <laughs> Buffy. Uh, yes, Buffy. <laughs> Uh, and don't forget to vote for the senator that I'm a huge donor of. I would just, I, I've been waiting for it. Especially when that old guy shrinks down. Mm -hmm. It's um, so good. We love wasps. Yes. Now, this didn't surprise me at all. No, it's <laughs> too good. Did not oh. surprise me at all. Spider-Man, Tom Holland, spoiled something else. I don't even think he was trying. I mean, maybe, no, he wasn't. Maybe he was, but I don't. I don't even think he was trying on this one. It's not a huge deal. It's not, but I, you know what? After this happened, it led me to one conclusion: hmm. we're getting punked. Tom Holland <laughs> is an evil but brilliant marketing <laughs> genius. I'm just saying. I mean, he could. Like, listen, if he's been doing all of this stuff, I mean, some of it, some of the videos that I've seen, you know, look staged where right. he like he has the first poster of one of the movies in, right. in, in his room and oh, and he opens it up on camera. And so some things look completely staged. Right. And maybe this one was as well. But he was out at a Seattle Comic Con. The Ace Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it happens uh, at the same time as the Gary Comic-Con right <laughs> yeah, down the road. About that. <laughs> I still love that cartoon. Uh, yes, so he was there with a bunch of other Marvel actors, but he took some time while he was sort of backstage to say that he doesn't really have that much um, that he can share with fans about the second Spider-Man movie. And uh, he happens to hold up his iPad, which... Then ends up showing everybody what the title <laughs> is because oh, his script is on it uh, oh. for the second movie. So the first one was Spider-Man Homecoming, and the second one, thanks to Tom Holland, mm -hmm. we now know, will be called Spider-Man Spider Spider Prom or Sweetheart Dance. <laughs> Spider-Man, why do I feel so funny down <laughs> there? Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. So this, I think we have the, the Instagram clips. You can see him doing it. Right. Hey guys, what's up? It's uh, Tom Holland here. I am at the Ace Seattle Comic Con, having a great time, meeting everyone, it's going really well. Um, I wanted to apologize because there's no real revelations coming out this weekend about Spider-Man 2. I don't know much about it. Um, I'm a little confused because I died, so I don't really know how it all comes into play. But I do know is I got the new script, I'm super excited to read it, and it's going to be great. So yeah, Spider-Man 2, let's do this. Marketing genius. Yeah, he's not that dumb. He knows. Well, first of all, you know, I just, just when I hear him talk in his real voice, I still want him to just get on stage with One Direction. 
I mean, come on. Why can't you just do it? <laughs> just do it once. Get a reunion together. Do it. You want to promote a movie? There you go. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And um, I just think they're taking advantage of his boyish qualities to put this his out. His boyish charms. And I think every time Tom Holland spoils a movie, they need to just cut to John Don Cheadle going... The, no. the video of, of Don Cheadle doing press with Mark Ruffalo, right. and Mark Ruffalo totally spoiled <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. I thought Don Cheadle was going to pass out. He's like, right. did you, you better move along now because you already said what you said. <laughs> he was just losing his damn mind. It's like, it's like watching like a big brother and a little brother the second yeah. the parents like leave the room and one of them breaks something. To, what? what I, yeah. And maybe Tom Holland is such a good actor that he's not even this cute little boyish guy yeah. that, like, in real life... Yeah. He's, just, he's like a 50-year-old guy. Just smoking cigarettes yeah. like, Jesus, these people. Yeah. First of all, they buy the accent. Second of all, yeah. they buy that I'm kind. He, you know what? I think he got scouted. Somebody was playing, like, Black Ops against him, and he was on the <laughs> headset. And, like, I got This guy's the new Spider-Man. I haven't seen him. And then they meet him. He's some, like, 50-year-old guy. <laughs> right. And, you know, he's got stubble and stuff. And he's, like, six feet tall, but he has to be a little shorter. And <laughs> then they have a montage where they kind of whip him into Tom Holland shape. Exactly. He shrinks. You know, they do the facial reconstruction. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So that was a light spoiler for that next movie. Now, there are a couple of tabloids that are sort of putting it out there that in the next Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm. First of all, we had heard that there was going to be a Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian sighting mm. in that one. We'll see if it happens. The other rumor is that there's going to be a Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi right. bit in the next Star Wars movie, which is interesting because we'd been hearing for a while that there was going to be a Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, spin-off, that he right. was going to get his own individual backstory movie. Yeah, but they're staying away from spin-offs for now. But then... Solo happened and sucked ass as far as box office receipts were right. concerned. And so now they're like, you know what? We're going to put spin-off movies on hold for a mm. little while. That's not going to happen. So maybe they're testing the waters to see how much people love seeing Hugh McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi mm. if he does a little smidge in the next Star Wars movie. Hmm. Now, who do you like better as Obi-Wan? Sir Alec? Alec Guinness. Okay. <laughs> I like no, no, them no. both. No, I, I, uh, I do like Sir Alec Guinness better, mm. but unlike the problem with Han Solo, I don't mind Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi at all. Right. It doesn't bother okay, me. It does not you. bother me the cool. way that Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo bothered me. Wow, you are really I'm really, upset. I'm so I sorry, Alden. I thought it was just kind of a casual, eh, but this is really... <laughs> no. Has it been festering inside you? For a long time. Wow. Yeah. No, hmm. so yeah, I think Ewan McGregor does a good job as, uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do I want an entire spin-off? No. No. Well, I, I would like to you know, end the whitewashing of Star Wars personally and um, have them tweak the character, maybe do a little retconning and have him be Obi-Wan Kenobi and <laughs> let him be played you know, by somebody of Latin descent. Sure. <laughs> I mean, a very underrepresented, yes. you know, ethnic group in Star Wars. I'm not even kidding about that, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yes. No? Now, we do have some more Star Wars news when we get back, and it is very expensive Star Wars news, hmm. and we will explain to you what that means next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters. 
where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah, here with... Joe. You should hear some of our off-camera discussions today. <laughs> they are oh. priceless. You know, we should start doing the Trevor Noah and just have these guys, like, if we have a good one, we should just put it up as kind of like an extra. Sure. Should we do that? Between the scenes? Just to have it all bleeped out. <laughs> like, beep, 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 beep. No, beep, 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 beep. Like, wow, that's Morse code. What the hell are they doing Morse code for? No, they just swear a lot. <laughs> Yes, so there was a big auction that just happened in New York mm. where the Han Solo blaster was up for sale. It was used in The Return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. and it has been with the film's art director all this time. I didn't realize that it's mostly made of wood. I thought it was, at some point I thought one of those things was actually a real gun that they'd heavily modified. That they could shoot? Dave! No, 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 he's not. He's like an old German. Like a, a, a Mauser or something. Yeah, a Dookie, a Dookie Mauser. It could never actually yeah. shoot anything? Yeah. yeah. It. So it sold at auction for $550,000. Which is more than the box office total of. <laughs> Solo. Solo. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting, too, is that it sold for more than a lightsaber, which was used by Mark Hamill in the first two Star Wars films, sold for. Right. Which was 450000 Well, I get it, because the Did lightsaber, I would rather have a reproduction that actually has the glowy thing and the sound effects on it. Do you really want to do that motion with your hands? Okay. <laughs> Who's really good with After Effects? Uh, 
Exactly. Yeah. So you would rather have the... Because you're, you're standing right there. <laughs> oh, no! Don't even... Don't get your hand into my shot with that. <laughs> That's going to be a mess. Uh, so you would rather have a light... You would rather have the blaster than the lightsaber as well? Yeah, because if I bought the lightsaber, I'd like saw off a broomstick and paint it neon green and screw it to the end. <laughs> because it's... Otherwise, it's just basically an old Rayovac flashlight with some extra crap on well, it. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, they sold a few other things at the same auction. The art director guy, he w sold an Ewok axe. I don't know that mm. I would care. Like, if I could actually yeah. buy, like, a, an Ewok and display an Ewok in my house, I'd do that. I don't and, need an And axe. why would Ewoks need body spray anyway? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, do they, you got do they go clubbing? They are pretty stinky living in right. those woods, but yeah. I don't know. Like, an Ewok rolls up in a Camaro. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm looking for bottle service. Yeah. <laughs> the most expensive piece of Star Wars memorabilia was an R2-D2 droid that was used across several of the films. And for that, somebody paid $2.7 million. That, that, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that one was sold in Los Angeles last year. But $550,000 for the Han Solo Blaster. Yeah, too pretty, shabby. Pretty good. And then there is another sale that you can be a part of. The soupy sale? No, no. no. Do you feel like you would like to kind of participate in the Tom Hanks garage sale? Uh, I think it's very cheeky. Um, I, and I read the article, and I'm just like, this is actually great, because the prices aren't that bad, although... Uh, it depends on what you're looking stuff, at. right? It is. So, yeah, so Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, are cleaning house, literally, and they've <clears throat> teamed up with a luxury consignment site called Viet, V-I-Y-E-T, mm -hmm. and they're selling stuff from their house. So if you buy this big, um, elaborate wood inlaid table, this is the dining room table where Tom Hanks right. and his family were having their meals and entertaining other Hollywood celebrities. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know who else, but you know, yeah. somebody was passing the potatoes that I'm sure was really famous. Right. So, you know, over this dining room table, could you imagine the discussions? Okay, Tom, we've got this movie. We want you to play an extremely approachable, non-threatening guy. <laughs> Could you pull, Can that, you off, pull that off, Tom? We'll give you a big check. <laughs> yes. Yes, I yeah. can. And then they are also selling a couch from their home, which legendarily, this is where Tom Hanks used to like to take all of his afternoon naps. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I'm sure that happened, too. This was the couch in their living room. So Tom would put point. on a little Cinemax, Rita would go to bed. And... <laughs> Mommy and Daddy. Honey, why are you talking to Wilson again? Oh, well. Although I don't know if anything could have hit. Because, honestly, who gets white couches? What? Rich people. The, how do you ever keep a white couch clean? You don't sit on it. If it's hmm. a couch that gets used by real hmm. people, don't get a white couch. No. You're out of your damn mind. You know, I'm kind of disappointed because I really do wish that Tom would have his handprint on everything. And then he'd talk to all his furniture. <laughs> like name each piece of, hey, Broyhill, what do you think about that? You know, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Hey, let me get the mattress's uh, opinion. Hey, Seely, what do you think? Of oh, you want me to talk to Tempur-Pedic? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great house to live in, right? Yes. All right. Clearly, uh, Joe's ready to buy some uh, Hanks. Only furniture. if you can talk to it. That's oh. the that's the caveat. Only if you I'd can be talk like, to dude. It. So why did the guy that owned you before me ever <laughs> be in? Remember bosom buddies? Remember bosom buddies? Explain I, that. I don't think that couch remembers bosom buddies. <laughs> this couch is way too bougie and late in the right. game to remember right. bosom buddies. 
Would you, sir, spend any money on the app-controlled Lego Batmobile set that will be coming to stores August 1st? Do you have to ask? For $99. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. And if dads, if you haven't figured this out, this, this is the exemplification of a present that you buy for your kid that's really for you. I'm just saying. This thing is looks really, really cool. It's part of Lego's Powered Up line. And unlike the Lego Powered Up train set, with mm. this one, you don't build a controller out of Legos. The Batmobile will use Bluetooth to connect to iOS or mm. Android. And with a dedicated app, and it doesn't just provide basic controls, you can also code in moves for the vehicle. Right. So... STEM. I mean, you're learning pretty cool things. Well, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know. And bonus if your best friend who you play this with, if his name is Martha as well. Because <laughs> then you know you'll get along. Yes, exactly. I feel so old by so many things, but also in that small children are so good at learning <clears throat> basic computer coding when they're mm -hmm. just wee babies now. Right. Which was just at no time <laughs> so, in my education I'm, I'm in the was computer car. coding a thing. Right. So I'm in the car with my seven-year-old, and we start talking about Roblox. And then I'm, like, asking him, you know, which friends does he play with, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Daddy, you know, I, at, after a certain time of day, I can't play with so-and-so because they're on a different server than me. And I'm just like, oh, what? You're seven. <laughs> but I'm so, pr mm. I'm so proud. Daddy's yes. so proud. You know what? And I just kind of regret. I should not have named my kid. I should have just given him an IP address. <laughs> that's the way it's going to be, right? <laughs> Terrifying. You know, hey, why don't you ping 197.25-3 <laughs> and see if they want to come over for a play date, right? Joe, you're terrifying me. That is going to happen someday. Right. Oh. It is going to happen. I'm not even... I am joking, We're going to have but chips implanted in our arms, uh, and we're going to be, oh, you yeah. know... Instead of cell phones, it's going to be like the remake of a Total Recall movie where you're just talking right. with your hand. And there'll be no grammar school or anything like that. You're just going to lay down in a barber chair and wake up and go, I know trigonometry. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I would love... I, wouldn't that be amazing? If you didn't even yeah. have to study, if you could yeah. just... All of a sudden, yeah. what you needed to know was in your brain. Yeah, you know what happens is, is that you go into this dingy room. They put this like spike in the back of your <laughs> neck, and then some EDM plays, <laughs> yes. and you just make these weird faces. Then you wake up and you talk, talk like uh, a surfer. Yeah, yeah, That's how it works. Done. Mm -hmm. If I spent money on a concert ticket mm. and drove my butt to the venue and got to finally see this guy that I'd wanted to see for a long time playing his music, mm -hmm. I would be pissed if he, pardon the pun, then took two bathroom breaks in the middle of his show. But that is what happened mm. at the sold-out concert for Ed Sheeran in Cardiff over the weekend. He finishes his smash hit Galway Girl and tells the audience, excuse me, I'll be right back. I need to go pee. So polite. I think he was lying. I think he was lying too because yeah. then three songs later, he stops in the middle of singing right. Photograph and says, I'm so sorry, Cardiff. Gotta run again. I'm gonna go pee. Yeah. I'll be right back. You no. don't need to pee that bad uh -uh. that you go running off a stage. No. That is some sort of a butt issue. Yeah, that no, is not he, a, you can hold it. He had too much fruit in the in the little fruit tray in his dressing room. I'm just <laughs> yes. saying. He should have taken a picture of it and put it on the screen in the arena so that the audience <laughs> could see the shape of poo. Oh, <laughs> look at you with 
the sheer and puns uh, today. Yes. I would be I would be a little annoyed, a little put out if he couldn't hold it together during a show because he had the trots or whatever it was going on there, if he was well, hungover or drunk yeah. or had some bad you, food. You you expect that from like the Rolling Stones, right? right? Like Mick Jagger's like I've got I, I need a new pens. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I need a new pens. Right? So you, uh, one moment. You yeah. Know? And there were some bands. If you if you watch any of the behind the musics, there's like every third one is like so and so, the bass player during this part of the song would go underneath the stage and right, get right, a little right. something something from a groupie <laughs> and you know But get it together, Sheeran. Yeah. Get it together. Get a calf. Right, something. Calf. Now, when we come back on Pop That Culture, we are going to introduce you to something so hideous, it's actually cute. Next mm. on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content, welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to NewRadioMedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Yeah, I love hearing when Bill Clinton gets funky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Snoop. Yes. The uh, ugliest dog in the world hmm. contest happened this weekend on Saturday, and they crowned Jaja. Hmm. I don't know if I would have nailed it that. Well, I guess it has a pink collar. I wouldn't have known that that was a. No, she got pink fingernails a, too. A girl. Or toenails. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I didn't even notice that. She got a she, uh, petty. She got all painted up yeah. for the uh, for the show. 
And I've seen a lot of times it seems like with the ugliest dog in the world contest, it's those dogs that are called like Chinese crested and they're like gray and all shriveled and they have like one Oh, yeah, I know what and... you're talking about. Yeah, those are ugly dogs. Yes. And they have won several times in a row. This is the first time I've ever seen a bulldog win the contest. I love bulldogs. Do you? Yeah. You're a big fan? I love bulldogs. Do you like American or French bulldogs better? Um, I like English bulldogs. You like the English I, I like the British bulldogs. Like going all the way back to the WWF. Not the World Wildlife Federation, <laughs> no. but the World Wrestling Federation. Yes. I feel like Jaja pretty much won because of her tongue, which is for the most part out of her mouth that mm. far all right. the time. That thing is, it's like a, a, it's like a whole other Gene arm. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and allegedly little kids will come up to Jaja and want to shake no. her tongue instead of no. her paw. No. Uh-uh. No. Can you imagine if someone just did that to you? And like, they do. <laughs> they try and grab your tongue. Let's move off the subject before I say something <laughs> nasty. Even more yeah. terrible. But you do win. $1,500 for your trouble if you enter your dog in the world's ugliest dog contest. This is one of those dogs that's so ugly she's cute. They you usually I mean? are. She's, she's a, I'm quite sure. When you have a tongue like that, you've got to be affectionate. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that too, Sarah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just find like when dogs, like when they give you little doggy kisses and everything, it's just it's because they always have their tongue out. You are just... I got you. you are, I'm all right. You're, you're something all right. Else. We're all I'm all right. Trying you know, to keep it clean here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You know what's not all right was this big bourbon distillery mm. <clears throat> in Kentucky. Yes. 9,000 barrels of bourbon felled and fell and seemed to be destroyed. We're not completely sure yet. Mm. But they were trying to redo a wall in the place. And then somebody had an oops-a-daisy when they yeah. were doing the repairs to the wall uh -huh. because <laughs> nine. Right. This place usually handles about 20,000 and 9,000 of them just crushed on the right. ground. And because they're on the top of a hill, that then oh. at the bottom of it there is a stream, they had to call people in to check the water to make yeah. sure that this all the birds... This dude's a few miles down the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Mila Kunis got out of there on time. I do too. You know, because I mean, she hangs out I'm worried for like her. that. You know? Yes. There was no one inside when the roof caved in, so there were I... no injuries reported except for injuring the babies. Right. The barrels. I, I just hope that somewhere down the road a uh, cigar factory didn't have a similar cave in because bachelor parties all over America would be affected with higher prices. It would be terrible. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they actually had representatives from the state's Department for Environmental Protection dispatched to the scene. Right. Just to make sure that everybody was okay. And so far, the water <laughs> just, samples, just to make sure. Just to make sure. So far, these samples they have come back clean. They show up with highball glasses <laughs> yeah, and ice. We're to... here to test it. We're making sure that everything is no, okay. We're getting, sure, wow. we invited all of our friends. Yes, and yes. <laughs> the, the environmental quality guys, we always wear silk robes <laughs> when we show up to places. I'm just saying, oh, the, the leather chair at the portable fireplace? It's fine. Don't, that's what do you mean? science. It's yeah. science. That's what? how we do it. I always walk around with a copy of Golf Digest tucked <laughs> under my arm. What are you talking about? Are you a bourbon guy? I love good bourbon. Like any, Basically, any alcohol that's really, really good, mm -hmm. um, as I get older, I find that I appreciate it more. 
You're like the ladies, it, man. Well, it's after a while, you're like, gosh, you know, I'm a grown bleep man. I can't have <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Can I buy you a but fish even, sandwich? Like, let's put it this way. In, in my younger days, tequila used to hate me, and I hated it back. Me too. Um, but then when you're older and you can afford good tequila, Ooh. you're like, hey, not bad. Oh, just tiny sips. Yeah. Let me appreciate this slowly. Mm, but yes, bourbon, very, very good. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know who is just a wonderful person to sit down and, you know, you pour yourself a good, you know, high-end cocktail. Yeah. And you just sit there and you, deep, you talk deep about... conversations about talk, what's happening in the yeah, world. Yeah, talk about current events. Talk about his take on things. And, yeah. and if you have, you know, differences in opinion, you can sort them out like gentlemen. Exactly. With a, with a you know, a showdown where you mm -hmm. walk 20 paces and turn He likes to and, keep it classy. Mm -hmm. Classy San yeah. Diego. That would be Craig Folly. Not Chris Folly. Craig yeah. Folly. Chris, I heard, went away for a while. <laughs> Did he? Yes. <laughs> oh, you can enjoy another two hours mm. of Craig Folly. Yeah, distilled Come. for your pleasure. Mm. Next on uh, New Radio Media, and we will see you back tomorrow for another episode of Pop That Culture. Bye.